Thank you for joining us this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message is called Radical Lifestyle. And I want to share a story that was once mentioned about Mohammed Gandhi. He was a revered leader in India in the fight for national independence from the British colonialism. As a child in India, he was a student in England and a lawyer in South Africa. He was exposed to Christianity as well as racism. He admired the teachings of Jesus, especially the Sermon on the Mount. He admired the life of Jesus and indeed was inspired to follow his example. But after years of observing Christians, he sadly concluded, for me to believe in their Redeemer, their lives must show they are redeemed. He never became a Christian. You know, a Christian lifestyle matters. Not only do we use the correct words, the total teachings and examples of Jesus demands a lifestyle that is noticeably different from the average person. And that talks about that holiness of heart and life that we've been talking about. Think about this. The scripture comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 49. It says, One of these days, Jesus went to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night there praying to God. Something we can learn from Jesus. Can you imagine praying all night? Many of us will give five minutes of prayer, a quick prayer under our breath, and it's over. But can you imagine praying through the night? said, when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Bartholomew, Philip, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would become a traitor later. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear and to be healed of their diseases. Those evil, or who were troubled by evil spirits, were cured. And the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing all of the people. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are those who are poor, for your kingdom is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you, reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their fathers treated the prophets. And that's the key today. Our reward is in heaven. We don't lay up treasures here. Scripture goes on and says, But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well-fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. 
Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. But I tell you, who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other cheek. If someone takes your cloak or your coat, do not stop him from taking your cloak or tunic. Give to everyone who asks, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do unto you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love themselves. And if you do good to those who are good, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do good. And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies and do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. You will be sons of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And this is what the Lord talks about a lot of times. We must use our talents, our time, our energy, our money. We give, not expecting to receive. And it will be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He told them the story of a blind man. He said, can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A student is not above his teacher. But everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, for you take the plank out of your eye then you will clearly be able to remove the, spe- the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does bad trees bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil things stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth will speak. Like they say, garbage in, garbage out. It depends on what you put in your mind and in your heart. It will come out in the end. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug a deep and 
laid a foundation on the rock. When the floods came, the torrents struck the house, but it could not shake it off its foundation because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like this man who built his house on a ground without a foundation. Or as we were growing up, it said on sinking sand. The moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Isn't that amazing? You, there's so many bits of information in here. But I like the fact that Jesus talks about hearing his word. But we need to hear the word. Like it says about the tree bearing, can a tree bear bad fruit? Or can a bad tree bear good fruit? Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. And you know, with us, it's the fruit of the Spirit, kindness, compassion, you know, long-suffering, all of those things. But I like what he says there, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. He didn't necessarily mean they were poor in money. They were like poverty. He meant they were poor in spirit and that they had to empty themselves in order to be filled. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Scripture tells us about hungering, thirsting after righteousness. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And you know, there, there is always a time that we're going to weep, we're going to mourn, we're going to grieve. But that can only last for a time. And then life goes on. For we will laugh once again. We will celebrate life. It says, blessed are you who are hated by men when they exclude you, insult you, and reject your name as evil. You know, in America, they don't know it as much. There is persecution, religious persecu persecution, but not as much as some parts of the world. There are some countries, just being a Christian, you end up in jail. Some of them you could even be put to death, tortured, your family harassed. You may even starve. We must pray for those brothers and sisters around the world. Because he said, he said you see, they will reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. And that's the key today, is the Son of Man. That's who we have to keep our focus on. Look what he went through. Look what Jesus did. All that he went through. 30 years he prepared. In three years, his ministry grew. But many people were jealous of him. They hated him. They tried to exclude him from anything. They insulted him and rejected him when he was going to the cross. They beat him. The disciples are a prime example also. They would face persecution. They would be excluded, all because of the Son of Man. But it tells us there in 23, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. And like I said before, that's where our reward is in heaven. We could have a big bank account here, but that's not a reward. We can be a good person here, but that doesn't make us, uh, that doesn't give us that reward. But we have to show compassion anyway. That's part of our lifestyle. 
like Gandhi, like it was said about Gandhi, you know, he said he observed the Christians. And he said, uh, sadly, he concluded, for him to believe in their Redeemer wasn't for him. How sad that was. Their lives must show they are redeemed, is what Gandhi said, or, or said to have said. You know, th their life was not a living example. Probably what they said, what they did, the way they live, the way they act. You know, people watch what you do, what you say. And as Christians, it's how we respond to situations. All of these things are important. It's not an act. It's a lifestyle. It's a radical change. Like I said, a Christian lifestyle matters. It's not only the correct words. We can know the Bible front to back. But if we don't live it, we don't breathe it, we don't read it, then what good is it? We need the total teachings and the examples of Jesus found throughout his word, but we must read it. But we must have a lifestyle that is noticeably different than the everyday person. Like I said before, a peculiar people. You know, we don't want to stand out, but we want people to know there's something different. But the word goes on and tells us here in 27, he said, I tell you who hear me, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. That's a tough one there, but we need to love those enemies. You know, today we don't look at people, we say enemies of, uh, in a sense, we don't know that as per se as it's being mentioned here, but there are those people that have opposition to Christianity. There are people that don't believe, but we must not fight with them. We must show them love. We must show them compassion. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. It says, if someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other. That's a hard one. If someone hits you or they mistreat you, it's tough to stand there and take it. You know, I think of a, a movie or a, it was called China Cry about a woman that was in prison in China for her faith part of an underground church where they they sang in silence. They read the scripture that was hidden under a rock. She was put in prison. She was beaten. She was tortured. All for the sake of Christ and her faith. But in the end, she overcame. But it was only through the strength of God. It says, do to others as you would have them do to you. And you know, sometimes people don't always do the same thing back to us, but that's okay. But as long as we set the precedent. Talks about loaning money. You know, one thing I don't do is I don't loan money. If someone needs food, I'll go buy food. Someone needs something, I go buy it. You know, I don't lend money. But it talks about the sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. Sometimes God will ask you to give and not to receive back. It says, then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High, 
because he is kind and to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. So we meet the need, whether we think it's fair or not. Now, we don't doesn't mean you get taken advantage of, because people will do that. People will say, oh, you're a Christian, you should give to me. That's not what it says. It says in 37, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. God is the one that judge. Vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. It says, forgive and you will be forgiven. That's a tough thing for Christians to do, but we're called to do that. Jesus forgave us of our sins. Like we talked about yesterday, if we were get our just due deserves for our sin and iniquity. But he forgave us and we are to forgive. It says, give and it will be given to you. We can never outgive God. It's all his anyway. We're just the caretakers of it. He gives each a measure. Like it says there, it will be pressed down, shaken together and running over. It'll be so much in return, more than any monetary or, or material thing. We may not see it now, but we will see it. But it says, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So God gives us each a measure, even a measure of faith. How we use it is important, but it will be used, measured to us, whether we use it or not. He talks about, can a blind man lead a blind man? We know both of them couldn't do that because they'd end up in a pit. Is a student above his teacher? But everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. The, te the student has to learn. That's why there's teachers. But one day that student will pass the same message on to someone else. So it's good that you have a good teacher. I like the part about the trees because that, that reminds me of that. Can, can you pick figs from a thorn bush or grapes from briars? The good man brings good things out of good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of his, out of uh, evil things stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Sometimes actions speak louder than words. Sometimes even the words that we say can cut somebody down or can build them up, can give them a word of encouragement or a word of discouragement. In the church today, many, many people forget what they say, what they do impacts people. Doesn't matter whether you have a tie or a suit jacket or you're dressed fancy or not. You, the Lord only asks that we come as we are. It's not about status. It's not about the clothes you wear. It's not about what's in your bank account. God asks each one of us to come to him as we are. So I like the scripture where it says, but the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. And what happened when the storms came, the house collapsed 
and the destruction was complete, it was done. But the one that built his house upon the rock, built upon the word of God, living a life that is holy, being careful of what we say, what we do, that our lifestyle is notably different than the world. The house stood, it did not shake, it did not fall, because it was well built. You know, I think as Christians today, if we looked at our foundation, you know, is Christ the cornerstone? Is he the one we built upon that makes the, the foundation straight? Or are we doing things half-heartedly? So today I want us to think about this scripture. If you get time, it's Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 49. And I wanted to share the story about Gandhi because it's important. Because people are watching. People are listening. People want to see what makes you different. They want to know why you do what you do. But all praise and glory and honor should go to Jesus Christ because he's the foundation. He's the rock that we should build our life upon. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love and for your mercy. We thank you for your protection. Lord, we thank you for your word that you bless us, that you can rejoice us, you can give us rejoicing each and every day. That we can leave for joy because our reward is in heaven. We don't build up treasures here on earth that moth and, and uh, insects and um, rust can get to it. We have a treasure laid up in heaven with you. But one day that eastern sky is going to crack open and it's all going to be said and done. You will come for your church. Lord, in the meantime, we as Christians need to live right. We need a radical change. Help us to look at our life and see where we are in our walk with you. Did we get off on the road somewhere else? Did we make a turn? Did we make a U-turn? Have we watered down the gospel and make it ours and not yours? What are, we, what are we doing for the kingdom of God? How are we representing the kingdom of God to the peoples of the world? The people in our countries, the people in our towns and cities. Do they want to know what's different about us? Do we share our message of hope with people? I'm not saying that we should push things on people but I'm saying that we should share our testimony when we're given the opportunity. We can ask the Lord to give us that chance, that opportunity, because I believe he gives us that opportunity each and every day. And we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. So Lord, we just want to thank you for all that you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to redeem lives. People are going to come to know who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you give us hope. We have a hope of eternity with you. We thank you, Lord, that lives will be radically changed. And Lord, if there be someone today that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, 
We pray, Lord, that they will ask forgiveness, and we know you will forgive their sins. We know, Lord, that you will come into their heart and life. You will help them each and every day as they take steps forward to walk with you. Lord, we pray for those yet to hear the word around the world, some hearing it for the first time. But Lord, we know that your word does not come back void, but we are required to to preach it, to teach it, to speak it. So Lord, we just pray for those nations and those people yet to hear the word of God for the first time. Speak to them, Lord, in and through this podcast. Lord, we thank you for the six countries that it's being heard in now. It's very important, Lord, that we preach the word, we teach the word. And we thank you for this podcast opportunity. Not for my words, but for your words. We ask a blessing upon each and every one of us this day. Amen, amen. So thank you for joining us this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Don Solomon. And we look forward to joining you on Monday with a message of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Have a good weekend. God bless. Pastor Doug Solomon.